Blog Talk Radio. Radio Grassroots Holistic Health Show. I'm your host, and uh, I'm really excited about this evening's show. We will be reviewing a very informative and and inspirational and exciting book written by Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Actually, I should say Brooklyn Borough President and future, soon to be, the second black mayor of New York City. This coming January, he should be sworn in. And I'm really excited about that as well. But as always, before I begin the show, I have to acknowledge and thank the Most High and the ancestors and our, um, and, and our cosmology for allowing this show to take place. So indeed, we thank the ancestors and send love and blessings to our our elders, our siblings, our uh, relatives throughout the community and beyond the African diaspora. And of course, I'm thankful for my lovely wife for being in my life so that indeed I can sit here with you and speak in a state of peace and harmony and connectivity. I believe it's so important, especially as this book uh, that we are going to review indicates that the community, especially within the African-American and brown community throughout the diaspora, has to really come to terms with the importance of us being unified, being united. So indeed, hopefully, as we review this book, that we will become closer to that ideal uh, to be able to say to our children and to our grandchildren that indeed they have a future to look forward to because we have laid the path, provided a path, not only for political and um, educational and economic uh, security, but for spiritual security and most of all the security of having a healthy body. I must also add that uh, I am not a medical doctor, so any information that is shared on our show that we advise that you uh, consult your personal doctor, because I'm not a medical professional. I don't don't give medical advice, 
I only share what personally works for me and my family and hope that you will find some benefit. With all things being said, as again, I suggest that you check with a licensed medical profession before embarking on any changes in your health routine. I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the fact that my lovely wife and special host, a special guest is here with me, Dr. Dora Gray. Hi, hon. How are you? Hi, I'm great. It's good to be here again. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to my husband's show this evening. And as usual, I feel you're in for a treat. So sit tight and enjoy the show, everyone. Absolutely. And for those of you who are on the uh, website, uh, listening in from social media such as Facebook and uh, Twitter, indeed, you can call in uh, to share your thoughts and comments at 516-418-5829. Again, that's 516-418-5829. So, as we stated earlier, we're going to be reviewing uh, President Brooklyn Bureau President Eric Adams' book, and it seems as if you will uh, definitely agree with me that he's on a mission. He's on a mission to tackle one of the most stubborn health problems within our country, and that being chronic disease in the African-American community and beyond. He states that African Americans are heavier and sicker than any other group in the United States, with nearly half of all the black adults suffering from some form of cardiovascular disease. And after Eric woke up several, uh, oh, about a, a couple of years ago, he found out that he was losing vision in one of his eyes. Matter of fact, this goes back to 2016. He learned that he was one of the nearly 5 million black people living with diabetes. And according to his doctor, he would have it for the rest of his life. Now, with Eric, who I've known, by the way, for some 30-plus years, uh, I met him when he was a police officer, and he had started 100 black policemen for social justice because he was very much uh, dismayed and, and upset about the racism and the unfairness that black officers suffered within the New York City police force. And I was very encouraged because I was an activist back then, and he and his partner, uh, a, a, another officer, and I, we became uh, good associates, close associates, almost to the point of being friends. Um, but we didn't see each other too often, uh, only at the various uh, functions and uh, uh, social activities. But indeed, uh, going back about three years ago, uh, with him being the borough president, I had the pleasure of being invited by him to play African drums. I'm an African drummer amongst other instruments that I had played. My wife was a musician as well, but she's also a retired school teacher. And I'm going to have her chime in very soon uh, regarding her experience with diabetes and her uh, uh, experience with uh, becoming uh, uh, an activist and her association with Eric Adams as a family. 
she and I have interacted with Eric on numerous times. Um, Eric goes on to state that African Americans are heavier and sicker than any other group in the United States. And this book was written uh, with the intent of highlighting that, that predicament. He learned that he was one of merely 5 million black people living with diabetes. And as a police officer, as I mentioned earlier, for more than two decades, Adams was a connoisseur of the fast food dollar menu, like many so, uh, so-called uh, uh, brothers and sisters within our African-American community who are dealing with constant stressful jobs and, and parenting their children. And the last thing that he wanted to think about was eating healthily. Uh, indeed, healthy food was not on his, on his uh, radar. Fast food was just an easy way and cheap and comfortable way for him to uh, eat and, and work at the same time. And many times he found, he found himself going to fast food places uh, to just get a, a fast meal that he felt was healthy. His diet followed him from squad car to the state senate because he was a state senator for a number of years. As a matter of fact, I think he was on uh, he was a senator for two terms, and then he went on to become Brooklyn borough president. Now Adams was not ready to become a, a, a statistic when he found that he was suffering from diabetes. Uh, he found that there was a better option besides medication and shots of insulin. And he found that food, within three months of adopting a plant-based diet, he lost 35 pounds, lowered his cholesterol by 30 points, restored his vision, and reversed his diabetes. Now he is on a mission to revolutionize the health of not just the borough of Brooklyn, and the city of New York City, but of African-Americans across the country. He now considers himself to be armed with the hard science and the real-life stories of those who have transformed their lives by changing their diet. And, and Adams also shares the key steps for a healthy, active life. And with this book, he shows readers how to avoid processed food, cut down on salt, get more fiber, and substitute beef, pork, chicken, and dietary with delicious plant-based alternatives. And in the process, he explores the origins of soul food, which is a cuisine deeply important to the black community, but also one which is rooted in the horrors of slavery and how it can be uh, reimagined with healthy alternatives. He also has recipes within the book. And I wanted to share with you that my wife and I we are uh, we're vegetarians. As a matter of fact, we are more vegan now than we've ever been within the last uh, uh, 15 plus years that we have been together. And uh, I've been a vegetarian going on about 32 years or so. And uh, my wife, she's been a vegetarian. How many years, honey, have you been a vegetarian? So my journey with vegetarianism was stop and go. Uh -huh. I attempted to become vegetarian about three times, on and off. Uh, before, I, before I met my husband, I was trying to be 
become vegetarian, and it didn't work. I wasn't feeling well. And the key to it is that you need good information. It's it's difficult to just go on what someone else says or, you know, you, you need solid information if you're going to change a diet or lifestyle drastically, and that was a drastic change for me. I've been, I've been vegetarian now steadily, I would say, about 14 years. And in those 14 years, honestly, I cheated about maybe four or five times. I don't know if that disqualifies me, no, but okay. I, um, well, you know, I'm just keeping it real because anyone yeah. that wants to change their, their diet or lifestyle, I, I want to be transparent so that you don't feel like you're doing something wrong or something's wrong with you or, yeah, if you're accustomed to eating a certain way your entire life, it's difficult to change. And so when I cheated, like I, I used to love things like tuna and salmon, and so I would occasionally, within that 14-year span, cheat, and I would, I would buy a can of tuna, and I would make a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> and look, I used to love tuna fish sandwiches with um, celery mm-hmm. and onions and black pepper, and you know that's a really that was a really tasty um, dish for me. Mm-hmm. Tuna casserole, I would make it with um, elbow macaroni, and that's another story right there because we're talking now about the difference between um, things like regular pasta and whole wheat pasta. Back then, I was using regular pasta. Now, if I have pasta, it's um, it's only whole wheat. So changing a changing a diet, it's difficult. I I did it for spiritual reasons, or I attempted to do it for spiritual reasons originally. And then after receiving a diagnosis of diabetes, I really um, decided I was just going to go all in with it and adapt, you know, adapt that diet Mm -hmm. and that lifestyle. So, yeah, your transparency is necessary in my opinion, I agree. That's if true. you are really intentionable about helping others, I do agree. And that way, others can hear your story. Some might be able to relate to your story. Some might not. But either way, I, I want people to know that I'm on your side. If you were to ask me a question about it or something, mm-hmm. and I, I would never give you advice, but I could tell you my story, and then I could point you in the direction of. Um, a naturopathic doctor, you know, plus your own your own medical doctor that you might see. It's always good to to do any major change with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Hmm. So, so that's kind of you know one of the longer versions of my <laughs> of the question you asked of your me. Journey. <laughs> but no, you wanted to know how yeah, long I'm yeah. vegetarian, yeah. and I just went all around. But I just wanted people to have that background information because many people, um, to them, being vegetarian, vegan, raw vegan, it's like a mystery. And you need that foundational information if you were not um, born into that lifestyle. I just really feel it's helpful 
to hear stories is healing and story. Well, you know, I always like to use the expression that everything is in divine order. And I believe that the timing is perfect for people to consider a, a vegetarian, if not vegan diet, or if not just to eliminate uh, meat from your diet one, two, or three days. So how much, how many days is comfortable for you? Well, there's this thing right. that I hear going around lately, and I'm not sure who started it. It might have been Eric Adams. I'm not sure. But Meatless Mondays. Yes. So Monday has mm-hmm. been designated within certain circles as the day to, well, you're just not going to eat meat. Yes. I mean, it so happens that I have that facing me right right now. Oh, Meatless Mondays, <laughs> yes. Meatless Mondays. <laughs> It happens to be a, a pushback, though, uh, by uh, Fox News, a commentary that Meat, Meatless Mondays is a national propaganda campaign that purports to promote healthy and environmentally friendly meat options. So the uh, reporter is saying goodbye hot dogs, hello bean curry. Instead of delicious cheeseburgers, pepperoni pizza, the children would have to scoff down roasted chickpeas uh, and something called kid friendly kale, kale uh, sandwiches, if not, if not a solid. And and indeed, we know that solids are good for us. Even if you are a consumer of meat, you know every uh, uh, healthy family, a uh, family that uh, goes towards the direction of health, includes a salad of some sort. Um, and of course, we try to include vegetables. Unfortunately, the diet years ago, years back, uh, was making the meat uh, as the main portion of, of, the, of, the, uh, of the serving, and the vegetables were in a side dish. Well, now you're referring basically to the standard American diet. Yes. So, you know, there's, there's culture involved in what we eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are... There are just people's own personal preferences. Yes. There, there are a lot of variables that intersect with what we ultimately are going to, to feed, how we're ultimately going to feed ourselves. Right. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the hope, hopefully um, the listeners today will realize that we're not talking political ploys or anything, and, and right, and we're, we're, you know, we're aware that these things exist, but the idea is to be able to tell your story and help someone else. Um, if you're listening and you have a diagnosis of diabetes or hypertension or you know, any, any type of adverse diagnosis, it's not a secret that your diet will play a key role in either your managing your condition, which means if, if you're managing it, that rings a bell that your intention is to live with it, mm-hmm. take the medication for the rest of your life, sustain yeah. yourself that way, and this is basically, you know, the new you. And if that is you, you know, I first want to express there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody does not choose to make a drastic lifestyle change. I personally chose to make a drastic change in my diet because I do not want to have to take allopathic medicine for the rest of my life. And that's just me. That is my choice. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of it. 
I don't like the side effects that are listed on the package of the medications. By the way, you know, I was on metformin, insulin, glyphosate, well, all these different kinds of things, and now I take small amounts of insulin and follow up with me. Keep following, um, keep yes. following my husband's show because yes. I actually have a plan. Yes. And my, now, I, even though I was diagnosed with di type 2 diabetes, I'm one of the type 2 diabetics that cannot tolerate metformin and some of the other medications, so I was stuck with having to do the insulin. Mm -hmm. I don't like injecting myself with, with anything for that matter, but, you know, just the idea. And being, being vegetarian, it's even worse for me because I was told that the insulin that we're prescribed is from pigs. Yes, yes. So, you know, so like, a what a mess. What a mess. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And so I have a goal. So keep listening to Bob's show because at this point in time, well, I'll, I'll take you backwards first and then quickly bring you forward because yes. I don't want to monopolize Bob's no, show please. because he has a lot of information that he yes. wants to express. No, but please. he, look, he invited me into this thing. He got me started. <laughs> you know, he let me out of the cage. Yes, and sir. here I am. <laughs> I'm out of the cage. Uh, yes. So when I was first diagnosed, I was on four injections per day of insulin. That in itself freaked me out. I don't even like to get a flu shot or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But here they are telling me that this is something I have to do myself every day four times. What the heck? Yeah. And so I've been on a journey, and at this point, I only take one injection before bedtime, and I've reached a point where I can actually regulate the amount. I was told by my doctor, by the way, I'm not doing this on my own, I'm not doing it blindly, but my doctor said to me, um, you know, I have it basically under control, and if my fasting blood sugar numbers are within the range that he described, I can regulate myself because I'm only on small amounts of insulin, 15, now I'm down to like 15 units, mm -hmm. one time per day, and this is at bedtime only. Mm -hmm. And this went, you know, again, from, from uh, four injections per day. Mm -hmm. And when I was on the four injections per day, my bedtime dosage was 40 units. Mm -hmm plus the other three injections that I had to do during the day um, around each mealtime. Yeah. That was a lot of injecting. And, um, you know, like I said, I, that didn't work very well for me. Mm -hmm. I was very, very unhappy. So, you know, again, my goal is to, you know, I have reversed a large amount of my, a large amount of the condition. And at this point, I actually have a goal where I plan within a few months to be completely off of the insulin, and at the rate that I'm going, I see that I will accomplish that. Mm -hmm. So for anyone that wants to, you know, if you want to, want to have a conversation with me about it, or, or if you just need, you know, moral support, if this is something you want to do, you're trying to do it, um, yeah, you know, uh, you can contact me through Bobby's show, or you can email me directly if you wish. You can email me at Dora, D-O-R-A, 4367 at gmail.com. 
Again, Dora, D-O-R-A, 4367 at gmail.com. And uh, we can have a conversation about diabetes. If there's something I could say to, you know, to assist you with it, I will be glad to. I will be glad to. We need to. I, I believe that we should all yes. be in the state of mind where we're willing to help each other. Absolutely. Now, I do actual diabetes coaching. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to start a formal program with me based on your needs and based on your availability, whatever, you know, that's fine. We can talk about that. But if you just have a couple of questions or you just want to reach out and know that there's someone out there you know, for, for support, absolutely mm-hmm. contact me. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, that's, that information is definitely um, important. And I'm so happy that you uh, extended yourself to our listening audience because we know that those who are listening now and in the future are definitely going to have uh, a need to have uh, uh, information and advice and, and, and coaching from people like yourself. I'll be glad to share exactly what I do and how I do it. Mm-hmm. And without, you know, of course, with the overarching disclaimer that I am not a medical doctor, right. I am sharing my personal information with you. Mm-hmm. I know that if it worked for me, it will work for many, but I can't advise you to do it. So I'm going to share, and then you take that information um, to your medical doctor and say, hey, you know, I met this woman, that blah, 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 this is what you did, something and such, I want to try it, do you think it's okay? Mm-hmm. And that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, uh, you know, one of the things that Eric states in his book, and he's been interviewed and quoted by saying that meat is built into the, our culture, um, and that people self-medicate with meat, and meat is something that has been fixated with pleasure. Of course. Uh and if we're going to turn around this conversation and not expect people to have withdrawals and then we're setting ourselves up for failure. And he also states that his goal is not to talk down to people, as you mentioned earlier, but to really educate people and let them see the health and emotional benefits that comes with eating a diet that is not oversaturated with meat. And the same thing comes to, comes to mind with me about, about our sugar. Sugar is... Just like meat, we're addicted to it. It's an addiction. And we self-medicate. We are it. addicted. And with the pandemic, with the COVID-19 virus being upon us, and that we're going through a fourth, uh, uh, what is it, uh, a fourth stage. Another wave. Another wave, another stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, the, the Delta uh, variant. And now there's another variant that's, uh, that's just been found out about a week ago. So we have those of us in our community, which we understand, you know, with the Tuskegee uh, um, history in terms of how we've been treated in hospitals and neglected and told advice from the allopathic community of of, of medical professions uh, that has not really been beneficial for us. And there is uh, the so-called conspiracy of the pharmacy community, rather, and other communities that benefit from our uh, from us being sick. So right now, as my wife was mentioning about having to take uh, or being instructed to take four shots of insulin per day, uh, we have an a argument amongst us that we don't want to take, uh, we don't want to be vaccinated and, and have a vaccine shot into our arms. Now, there's a, 
a problem that I see right now is that many of us, including our children, especially buy candy and we're oriented to eating sweet stuff, you know, uh, cookies and cakes and pastries and so forth. And we know that when you overconsume uh, food that has sugar, that that can bring on prediabetes and, and indeed type 2 diabetes. Now, would we rather be forced or instructed to take shots of insulin, not just one shot or two shots in your arm uh, to uh, assuage the, the uh, negative effects of a COVID-19 virus, but now you're talking about having to take four shots or less uh, per day because you have type 2 diabetes. So this is a very serious dilemma that we're in right now. We have to educate each other. And like my wife was mentioning, that we don't want to uh, point a finger and browbeat and, and make people feel bad and whatnot, but we have to have a courageous conversation amongst us. I, I like that expression. I learned that expression from my wife, uh, that indeed it behooves us to just cut to the chase and just lay it on the table how important it is for us to really become uh, aware of having a healthy diet, and in this case, a plant food-based, a whole plant food-based diet. Well, it's not about shaming or blaming. Right. When we talk about changing from the either a standard American diet or a diet of our culture mm -hmm. to a whole food plant-based diet, it's not about shaming or blaming. It's about information that can help you improve, if Absolutely. not save your life. Absolutely. Um, my family, we're, we're Caribbean. Let me tell you something. One of the most typical things for me to do when I went whole food plant-based was to give up my oxtail. <laughs> I love oxtail with rice and salad and my fried plantain. Yes. Don't get me started. Man, oh, man, I used to love that. But here's the thing. We're not blaming our upbringing either. When we say it's not about shaming or blaming anyone, we're not just talking about you as an individual. There is absolutely nothing wrong with your cultural background. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we'll, we'll adopt a certain diet based on what our parents set us, based on what their culture is. We're not saying that that's bad, but what we are suggesting is if people are getting sick in mass over a period of time from eating a certain way, we're talking about this thing needs to be examined. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. You ate what you ate from wherever you're from. Yes. That is your culture. That is the way you eat, and it's all good. But if it's not working, that's the point that I'm trying to make. If it's not working, mm -hmm. I just feel that a critical thinker would say, well, I need to change something. And when you change it, using um, a spiritual foundation, from what I'm about to say, my spiritual foundation is I am grateful. I am uh, grateful 
for the diet that I used to have. I am grateful that the one most high God allowed my parents to bring me up in a home where we had something to eat every night. Yes. I am grateful for the fact that regardless of our roots, our upbringing, we know that those of us who are born in this country, um, you know, we adopted the slave master's diet if you're, if you're a black person born in this country. You probably, you know, are eating things that the slave master gave the slaves, and that was handed down. And I am grateful that our ancestors were so brilliant and astute that they learned how to take something very unhealthy mm-hmm. and actually make it taste good. Yes. I am grateful. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing the damage that certain foods or a certain type of diet in general could have affected my body over the time that I've been living, I want to now send blessings to the food that I previously consumed, and I want to change and I'm grateful for the food that I'm about to embrace or that I have already embraced, and I'm grateful. Absolutely. And that's the way we look at it. We're yeah. not shaming. We're not blaming. We're not, mine is better than yours. We're not. It's not about yeah. that. When I hear statistics that one in three children will be diabetic by the year 2030 or something like mm-hmm. that, that is downright wrong. Yes. And it's from unacceptable. The diet. Unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And so we're not only talking about living our best lives, but I don't know if you've seen this commercial, and I can't even quote it that well. I've seen it every now and then on television where um, children are getting a certain type of cancer or something, and the commercial says, "Well, mom, did you know that there was a vaccine?" And the parents didn't know, and so some children are becoming afflicted with certain maladies because there was something that could have been done as an intervention, but the parents simply weren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. So we want to give this information as far as, as diet so that 20 years from now, 30 years from now, our children, our grandchildren won't have to look us in the face and say, well, I might not have had to have been on this insulin if you had taught me about a whole food plant-based diet. Didn't you know, Ma? Mm -hmm. Didn't you know, Grandma? Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. Yes. It's not for us individually to change. I I think I mentioned it earlier, but to change the generation-to-generation tradition, passing on things that that have been unhealthy for us. And, and we're in position to do that right now because people are concerned about their health more so than they've ever been concerned. Yeah. You know, uh, people know what uh, more than they did two years ago, what the immune system and how important it is to have a healthy immune system. Uh, they know that, indeed, a healthy immune system is supported by having a healthy diet. Mind, body, spirit. Yes. The diet is part Yes. Of the solution. Yes, indeed. Now, spirit, especially, uh, spirit, especially because of the fact that indeed this is a spiritual experience that we're going through, in my opinion. That's my philosophy. That's my cosmology, that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And this body that we have, you know, it's not permanent. So it behooves us to take care of it as well as possible. 
I just wanted to share something that uh, Forks Over Knives, that's an organization that I learned about from my wife, as a matter of fact, about uh, two years ago, I believe it was. There's a doc, I believe it's still there, but there's a documentary, yes. Forks Over Knives, on Netflix. If you have Netflix yes. and you're interested, um, I believe it's on Netflix. If not Netflix, then it's on um, YouTube. Amazon, it might be on YouTube, but it's on a lot of the uh, virtual sites that you can just, um, if you yes. have a subscription, you can watch it. Absolutely. Yeah, we highly recommend that you uh, look at that. And, and, of course, we highly recommend that you purchase uh, Eric Adams' book, which can be purchased on Amazon. Healthy at Last is the title of the book. Excellent yeah. book. Excellent I book. read it cover to cover. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and now it's a reference tool for me. And we will be reviewing this book again next week, uh, because we know that there's quite a few people who are, are listening in and those who uh, are not aware of what the content of the book is until they've listened. We have an archive, by the way, at Blog Talk Radio for Grassroots Holistic Health. And they, and my uh, station is titled Grassroots Holistic Health. So you just have to go to Blog Talk Radio and uh, key in that uh, that title, and we have uh, over 150 um, uh, podcasts throughout the years that are in our archives. And email your questions before next week's episode yes. of the show. You can email me at uh, Baba Wesley Gray 1943 at gmail.com. That's Baba Beach Apple Beach Apple B A B A. Wesley, W-E-S-L-E-Y, G-R-A-Y, 1943, at gmail.com. Uh, Eric shares, before we close soon, he makes a statement that it was important to him to dispel the rumor that plant-based healthy food was a white thing. For a long time, many people would say to him, like, oh, what you, what you trying to be, white? And, and and they're trying to move. You're trying to move away from our traditional uh, soul food. You know, you're too good to eat our food. And Eric, he said, by showing plant-based, healthy cooks who are people of color, we can open a new dialogue to say that this is not a white thing. It is the right thing. He wanted people to see themselves in the mills and to present a healthy new version of the soul food style to show that you can have good tasting, healthy food that you won't feel guilty about eating. He also states that uh, what he means by the original soul food. Eric says that when you look into the food we're eating and when you were in the continent of Africa, we came from cultures that ate from the ground, that ate healthy food. That's the real soul food. That's the food that we should be eating. That's good for your soul and your body. Yet, and your spirit. And your spirit. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yet we've attached the black experience to the food that colonizers forced on the ancestors during slavery. We've culturized the food that was poisoned for us, and it's leading to the devastation and health care crisis that we're now facing. Corporate entities are extremely conscious in the ways in which they target groups, and overwhelmingly, that is going to require a great deal of conversation, courageous conversation indeed. 
Madison Avenue believes that the majority of black neighborhoods will only eat fast and junk food, and that's one of the barriers. Those who are providing food and access to food don't believe in the people that they're giving food to. So our goal is to have more people open eateries than a concern about the health of the people, not just how profitable it is to have these establishments. So, indeed, I must end at this point. I want to thank all of you for tuning in, and I must also add that everything that we've shared on this show is for uh, just advice and information basis. We recommend that you consult a licensed uh, medical doctor before embarking on any information that you've heard through this show, and to indeed um, be uh, exercise your due diligence in doing your research. Would you like to share any other thoughts? Okay. So we end as we begin by giving praise and gratitude to the Most High, to our ancestors, and to our elders and our family members throughout the immediate in our immediate community and throughout the African diaspora. Stay tuned again next week at 6:30, and we shall continue reviewing healthy. At last by Eric Adams. 